Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You know, a common question that I get all the time is, Duke, what do you use to record your shows? And my answer is simple. Zencast. Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Telling you right now, folks, it is a fantastic program. You can record either straight audio or you can do audio and video. And what's great about Zencaster, it gives you transcripts, so it's easy to convert that to press releases and what have you. Zencaster also offers a one-stop shop, so you can edit your show and you can host your show on Zencaster. And what's cool is not only do they have a free option to try it out, but they also have fantastic subscriptions. So what are you waiting for? Visit Zencaster.com right now for all your podcast recording needs. That's right. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This is Brad Shepard, host of Allow Me to Apologize, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Well, folks, it's been a while since I've uh, been canceled, so I figured what what better way to do it than to bring back, pound for pound, the most controversial, the most talked about, the guy that's all of the skinny jeans folks, the flavored malt beverage folks, the humanoids. Uh, they can they can boost their analytics instantly just by mentioning this guy's name, right? So we're going to definitely give them something to get boosted over because the return of our good friend, Brad Shepard, has finally here. What's going on there, Brad? Hey, Duke. How's it going? I'm good. I'll, I'll tell you, man, you know, everyone has been asking this entire time, where's Brad? What happened to Brad? You know, what's going on with Brad? So so I want to start right from the beginning, man. Where the hell have you been? I've been enjoying my my personal life. I know this crazy wrestling thing we all like is, you know, a priority for a lot of people. But uh, outside of, you know, talking about the world of fake fights, I, I have a lot going on and I have a family. And uh, so I've just been enjoying time with them. And that is also... The reason why I temporarily walked away from wrestling media. Was it difficult for you to do that, though? I mean, obviously, spending time with your family, there's nothing more important than that. And, you know, you, you have a wonderful family, children, the whole nine yards there, and, and it's important. It can be tough when you're trying to balance a million and one things all at once. But was it tough to step away from this this uh, IWC world here? I, it wasn't tough. I mean... I really do appreciate my supporters and some of them remained in contact with me. And I thought that was great. And so from that perspective, uh, you know, I didn't want to let them down, but the decision itself wasn't hard uh, based on, you know, the circumstances. It was something that, uh, that I needed to do to be fair to my family. And uh, so I did. There was a component here that accelerated your time away 
And I, I want to dig into this a little bit because it, it's pretty serious and, and, and pretty scary, quite frankly. At the time where you decided to take a step back, you were being targeted. So, you know, I don't know how much you can get into that, but I'm going to ask the question there. What happened, man? What, what happened in terms of other people and their actions towards you, which also uh, caused you to take a step back? This is a tough one because I want to be as transparent as I can. At the same time, you know, I, I don't want to give people ideas either. So it, it was essentially a, a pattern of behavior where I was being targeted. I was being doxxed. I was being stalked and harassed along with my family as well. You know, they were really taking things to the next level. In fact, there was a pattern for months of that sort of behavior escalating uh, to where I did have to reach out to authorities so that I could have a documented record in case I do have to, in self-defense, shoot somebody or take some other physical action. And that is is a very serious thing. But at the same time, it's it's ridiculous because it's pro wrestling, you know, and it, it's not that serious. But, you know, there is this lunatic fan base that, uh, you know, is very triggered by me and every opinion I have. You know, when my family started getting involved and it wasn't just about me, I had to have a conversation with them and do what was best for them and, and what made them comfortable. And so I did that. And that was me walking away, taking a break. And, you know, honestly, at the time, I didn't think I would return. I didn't think I would return to wrestling media at all. I didn't have any intention to do that. Um, and, and obviously, here we are now. But uh, the time away was very good, very healthy. Uh, and frankly, it sounds like while I was gone, you know, the IWC was the same old shit show. I wonder about something, though, Brad, and we're going to break the, uh, not the fourth wall, we're going to break the fifth wall here, because something happened recently where you tweeted something and, and you had some criticism of some of these quote unquote wrestling journalists or personalities or whatever they call themselves today. And I inboxed you and I said, listen, man, I think it's, it's, it's not a good idea to criticize the, the quality of work of certain people, especially ladies, because it's a no-win situation. Other people are going to take that, spin it into you're just targeting women and you're a jerk and, and, and yada, 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 and use that as their justification for doing things like doxing you, harassing your family, and what have you. And your pushback on me was, hey, these folks, they spend all their time criticizing other people's quality of work. What's wrong with me criticizing their quality of work? Is, isn't that what we're here for? We, if, if we can say something is good, why can't we point out when something is bad? And I thought that was, I thought that was legitimate there. I thought, you know, it really made me take a step back and say, well, damn, well, who the hell am I to tell this guy what he should be calling out there? Expand upon that for us a little bit more here, Brad, because it's, it's you know, people are going to take your message and try to turn it into something else. But you said to me that you're focusing on people's quality of work and calling out what's terrible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to give a little context for those who aren't aware, uh, Denise Salcedo uh, had announced she was co-hosting Busted Open Radio on Saturdays with Mark Henry. Uh, that's that's a, a position she'll be starting. And I gave my opinion 
on that. Now, it, it's something that showed up on my feed, not something where I follow her or you know anything like that, but it showed up on my feed. I gave my throwaway opinion on the subject, uh, you know, and, and that's based on Denise as a self-identified media personality. And so that was that, hey, I find her to be generic and boring. You know, bubblegum beat boring is what I said. It just means she's, you know, generic and there's nothing there that's really different or exciting. It's all just very within the lines. And and so, of course, that was uh, turned into a massive IWC meltdown. It was simply a criticism of her as a wrestling media talent and and me saying, I, I just don't think based on her talent level, she's going to get anywhere significant because she is too boring. And that's my opinion, by the way. It's not a fact. It's my opinion. And by the way, there's a lot of opinions. You could read the replies to my tweet. There are much more harsh opinions of me in my tweet than anything I said about Denise Salcedo. But think about this for a second, Duke. Think about if every time someone said Skip Bayless was bubblegum beat boring or kissing the right asses or won't accomplish anything of significance in sports media. I mean, Skip gets stuff like that all day long. Could you imagine if Skip had a meltdown or sports media had a meltdown about a random person giving an opinion based on Skip's work. I, I mean, that just puts into perspective how ridiculous and overreactive, you know, this entire thing is to where I have wrestling media and pro wrestlers even piling on to me, attacking me, all because I think someone in wrestling media is boring. But here, here's the thing, Brad, and, and this is me just pushing back a little bit on this here. I get your point, but Denise was never in my inbox cussing at me or, or claiming that she can beat everybody up or demanding that I give her a call so she can say things to me that she can't say on Twitter. And I don't think she's ever been in any, any uh, five scandals or anything like that. So, you know, me personally, it's like, well, what am I going to do? Just whatever. Whether I like her quality of work or not, whatever. Good luck. She's moving. You know, she's making moves. Uh, I believe she's a lady of color. You know, kudos to that. Just do your thing, whatever. Why Denise? What is it about you and her that you feel the need to point out of out of anybody? You're pointing out her quality of work. Has, she, has was, she ever done anything to you? Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is the thing. Let's talk about this here. Yeah. Yeah. So Denise has repeatedly attacked me. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, and, and more again, I mean, it was a throwaway opinion from something I saw in my feed. Like it is, again, my opinion about her work. But ultimately, yes. Um, you know, if it had been a new opportunity for Louis Dangor, who's a total dick, or if it had been Sean Sapp or, you know, Dave Meltzer, the gender didn't matter, the race didn't matter, etc. It was a simple throwaway opinion about their work. But Denise has attacked me. Denise is part of a, a circle of people, a clique within the wrestling media community who are behind you know, these things that have happened to me and my family. And that context is really important to understand. Denise is very tight with Sean Sapp, is the Sean Sapp circle of people who have been behind, you know, the doxing, the threats, 
et cetera, et cetera, on, on me and my family. So, you know, all bets are off when something like that happens, first of all. So I, I don't respect Denise Salcedo because she's affiliated with people doing that to me and my family. At the same time, it wasn't about that. It was just opinion on our work. I still feel that way. Uh, and, and that's okay. You know, uh, again, I don't know why my opinion would be so important to Denise or Sean or, you know, Zach Ryder or go down the list of folks who were completely triggered by me saying she's boring. Well, guess what? I do think she's boring and I think she's phony. And that's my opinion. And that's okay. You brought him up. I mean, you know, Zach Ryder, uh, Matt Cardona, he took the time to retweet you and say something. And it certainly helped out his analytics, which is nice. I mean, you know, certainly he's trying to make a name for himself out there on the independent wrestling scene. And to the point where, you know, I, I've seen in, in cases he won't even take certain bookings unless he's allowed to to win a championship. And even if the booking doesn't have a championship, they got to make one for him, which I just find completely hilarious. Uh, but, you know, kayfabe's alive, brother, whatever. What did you think about the fact that he took the time, this this champion who has a million belts, took the time to acknowledge a tweet by you? Here, here you've got Matt Cardona, who has 2.1 million Twitter followers. And and here's a guy who I don't even think about and and certainly don't follow. But he's so triggered by me saying Denise is boring uh, that he's caping up for Denise putting down his wrestling action figures he's playing with where he's main eventing WrestleMania in his mind, which is the only way it'll happen to attack me with that significant following behind it. And again, for what he says, it, it shows that of course I'm a piece of shit mission accomplished, pal. I, this is the guy, by the way, who just got, just got done at a garbage shindy gcw show ripping off a wrestler's tights and wrestling him essentially nude i mean and so if if you're gonna criticize me i just have to consider the source and that's pretty low rent so i'm not exactly concerned about matt cardona's opinion uh but i do wonder why this would trigger him so much so so what happens next because you have a new show and this is one of those things where especially people who, whether they're fans of yours or whether they are detractors, they're going to be listening. You, you've proven that whatever you do, people are going to pay attention to. What can people expect from this new show? People will be listening. I mean, that tweet alone about Denise has over 1.1 million views and, and then probably about a thousand replies and quote tweets. So people are listening, people are watching, people obviously in the industry do care about my opinion, whether they want to admit it or not. That is reality. And Duke, I think you have enough evidence that you would agree with that. And and so I've, I've got my next project, Allow Me to Apologize. The first episode was March 23rd. It's on major podcast platforms. And obviously, the title is tongue-in-cheek. It's sarcastic. It goes back to the cancel culture because last year, nobody in the wrestling community was more canceled than I was. And I'm going to be saying things that, obviously, <laughs> you're going to need me to uh, 
you're going to need to allow me to apologize, Duke. Uh, so that's the gist behind the title. I'm going to be talking about pro wrestling and other things, too, that I enjoy. This really is a podcast about things that I enjoy. Uh, it's not to spend a 30-minute diatribe on the wrestling media. It doesn't mean I won't criticize them. It just means I want this to be fun. I want this to be things I enjoy. Uh, and I appreciate everyone who listens, whether it's listening to support me or hate listening. But this really is just, it, it's not unleashed. This is more of a personal side of me, things that I enjoy, my opinions on things. And, um, and you know, I, I'm just, I'm ready to take on something new with a fresh start. And, uh, you know, and do it myself. Because as I've learned in this, you know, crazy wrestling media world, there aren't many people you can consider a true friend. Everyone has a motive or is trying to stab you in the back or people you think are your friend turn out not to be your friend. Uh, so I'm doing it my way. I'm doing it on my own. And uh, you'll just have to allow me to apologize. What do you think about the backlash? Because you know it's coming. I mean, you know that people are going to, they need a bad guy. They need somebody to project their frustrations in life on. And, and even when it has very little to do with you, or if, if anything to do with you, they're going to find you and they're going to say, yep, that's the one that I can channel these these frustrations onto. Mm -hmm. How do you handle that? Because it got pretty extreme the last time. Yeah, well, I think you have to handle it through uh, the legal system and through brute force. There has to be consequences when the lines are crossed. Now, well, if you're talking about just criticisms, that's fine. I can handle that. If you don't believe me, just look at my Twitter feed. Look at all the replies. That's fine. You know, I don't. I don't care about you know name calling or you know criticizing my work or whatever you think about me. Who cares? That's one thing. Um, so I, that's how I intend to handle things, and it. And I don't care about the opinions of my critics, the people who, you know, everything I do is bad, everything I do is wrong. Again, this is for my loyal supporters. This is for people who support Brad Shepard. Uh, that's what this project is for. Uh, so I'm not concerned about the opinions of haters. They can have their opinions as long as what they're doing is legal. And, and obviously, that's okay. I've always been, as you know, open to criticism and also... Uh, I've been very good at handling criticism and other things beyond. But, you know, I, I don't want to get too involved with them. I don't want to, like, respond to them. They can have their opinion. They can up my engagement, and I'll just mute them and move on. You know, as you know, uh, in <laughs> there was a time when uh, I tried to make peace with Sean Sapp. Uh, and in that conversation... You know, it, it <laughs> went nowhere fast. Um, I mean, I think that's because he, he truly wasn't open to that. Look, I'll have a conversation, as you know, with anyone. And as long as it's an adult conversation, that's totally fine. And again, it's all about crossing lines and things like that. Um, and so it really does depend on the conversation. And if Sean you know, came to me as an adult and wanted to have a conversation. Of course, as you know, I'd be willing to do that. That's totally fine. And I do that with pretty much anybody. Um, but if he has an opinion about me, that's fine. A lot of people have opinions about me. And guess what? I have opinions about them too. That's life. Well, Brad, why don't you let everybody know the best way to keep up with you in general? Because you have a new page. So if they were following the old page, they're going to have to follow the new page now, right? 
follow me on Twitter at it's Brad Shepard. You know, I'm, I'm nowhere else on social media. So follow me there. S H E P A R D and subscribe to my podcast feed. If you're not just search, allow me to apologize on major podcast platforms. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. If you're a fan of my work. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>